a focus summary of the second half of Act Four of Cyrano de Bergerac. Ragano theatrically brandishes the contents of his cart and delivers it all into the outstretched hands of the cadets. They sob with gratitude as they eat and drink greedily and are attended to by their charming hostess, Roxanne. Meanwhile, Cyrano struggles to find a private audience with Christian, who himself continues to press Roxanne for an explanation of why she has come. Then, Lebray announces the arrival of de Guiche, and all the men quickly try to hide the evidence of the feast inside their tents or beneath their hats and cloaks. But they are betrayed by the aromas that linger in the air, the wine-warmed flush to their cheeks, and their happiness. De Guiche asks Roxanne what she has decided, and she again insists that despite the danger, she will stay. De Guiche asks for a musket, and avows that then he will stay too. Cyrano is impressed by this uncharacteristic display of courage, and one of the cadets declares him a Gascon after all. They decide to bring him in on the feast, and the food reappears as if by magic. But when de Guiche haughtily refuses their leavings, they are more impressed still. De Guiche asks Roxanne to take his arm as he goes to review the row of pikes placed by Carbon, and Cyrano seizes the chance to speak to Christian alone. Cyrano, the effortless poet, stumbles over his words as he warns Christian not to show surprise when he learns how often he has written. Christian comes to understand not just that Cyrano wrote every single day, but that he had to risk his life each time to do so. This news positively confirms the suspicions prompted by the farewell letter and the tear. Roxanne returns, and Christian now demands to know what made her travel ruined roads among ruffians to be with him. She says it was his letters. She tells him that the letters drove her mad with love, that every page was like the light and the fire of a great love, and that she has loved him ever since he breathed his soul to her from beneath her window. She begs forgiveness for once loving him only because he was beautiful, and says that now she loves him for himself, for his soul. Christian protests that he wants her to love him only as she did before, and she interprets him to mean that he cannot believe her capable of so great a love. But she says that because of his letters, there is more of her than there once was, and she can love him more. She could love him even if he were. Christian anticipates and tries to forestall the word to come that will seal his fate. Ugly. Choking with agony, he pushes Roxanne away, apologizes for keeping her, and tells her to go smile on the cadets, who are about to die. He then calls Cyrano from his tent and pronounces to him the words that had crystallized in his mind. She loves you. He sees now that Roxanne loves his soul, which is the same as saying she loves Cyrano, and he sees that Cyrano loves her so he commands Cyrano to tell her so. Cyrano, unable to believe, refuses, but Christian is admirably insistent. 
He thinks it unfair that he should ruin Cyrano's happiness because he has a cursed pretty face. Their secret marriage can be annulled, and he is tired of being his own rival. He wants her to love him, he says, for the poor fool he is, or not at all. Cyrano must tell her everything and let her choose between them. Cyrano at last agrees, but he says, it will be you. Cyrano goes to Roxanne and asks whether what she said to Christiane was true. It was, she says. She would love him even if he were... The word comes hard before Cyrano. But when Cyrano utters them himself, ugly, hideous, disfigured, grotesque, she vows that even then she would love him. Cyrano, overwhelmed with happiness, says under his breath, It is true, true. Just as Cyrano is about to confess his love, Lebray appears and whispers in his ear. And instead, he looks stunned, lets Roxanne's hand fall, and says, All gone. I cannot ever tell her now, ever. Some cadets come on the scene, carrying Christiane, who had been shot in the first volley. Roxanne throws herself upon him, calling out his name. He whispers faintly, Roxanne, but she can feel his cheek growing cold against hers. She finds over his heart a letter, Cyrano's letter, and though the battle is raging, she seizes Cyrano's hand and asks him to stay with her a moment. Only he understands that the composer of this letter, in her mind, Christian, was a great lover, a great man, a hero, a poet, a fine mind, a soul magnificently tender. De Guiche comes, and Cyrano tells him to take Roxanne away from the danger as he prepares to fight. He rushes into battle, saying he now has two deaths to avenge, Christian's and his own. He takes the lance with Roxanne's handkerchief, plants it on the parapet, scrambles over it with the other cadets, and faces the enemy proudly, declaiming their anthem under a hail of bullets.